Welcome to the Teeth Chatters podcast, where we chat all about the correlation between oral health and systemic health. My name is Sarah Giuliano. I have been a registered dental hygienist for over a decade. Now I'm about to branch out from the dental chair into the community to all you beautiful, amazing people. Together, we can connect the body to the mouth through educational podcasts. So let's get this show started. Okay, hello, my lovely listeners. I have a very special guest on the show today. Today's guest is Dr. Taryn McCarthy. Dr. McCarthy is an amazing, beautiful woman. She is a business prosperity coach. She's a motivational speaker. She's an orthodontist. And she's the host of the Business of Happiness podcast. Welcome, welcome, my lovely new friend, and I'm so excited to have this conversation with you, and I cannot wait to hear about your journey towards inner happiness. Well, thank you. This is such an honor to be interviewed on your podcast. (laughs) I have been watching your journey, and I am so excited for you, and just so, so honored to be a part of this journey for you as well. So thank you for having me. Well, thank you. Okay, so first and foremost, what I want to do is just introduce you to our to our listeners. Um, so just talk a little bit about yourself. Tell me a little bit about your journey. Sure. Okay. I am an orthodontist, and mm-hmm. that was my dream and my passion when I was younger. I was so excited, as so many of your listeners are, about the melding of science and artistry and yes leadership and service and connection and contribution to our community. It's just, we have such a phenomenal profession in the dental world, you know, and dental sculptors. (laughs) I love that term. Yeah. (laughs) Dental sculptors. And, you know, just the impact that we have on people's lives, Mm -hmm. you know, that spoke to me from an early age. And so what I did was in my twenties, I buried my head in a book because I Mm. knew this is what I wanted. Yep. And I pushed aside all else. And yeah. if any of you, you went full force, you got it. Yeah. And if any of your listeners can identify with this, I was the hardest working person in the room. Mm-hmm. I identified as such. Mm-hmm. I was also the most self sacrificing, the mm-hmm. biggest people pleaser, the biggest giver. Ooh, you know, of anybody else in the room. And so what ended up happening was, for the first really almost three decades of my life, I Mm -hmm. put my own needs and my own happiness Mm -hmm. aside just in the pursuit Mm. of serving and pouring into others. And I think many of us in the dental field are similar because we just care so much about our patients. Yes. And we put all of our energy and, you know, I don't know about you, but, you know, when I'm with a patient, it's, it's mental, it's emotional, it's physical, and you're so involved because you want to help them and you yes. do so much. And at the end of the day, you know, you go home and you say, why am I so exhausted? But you know that you're in service and it's, it is energy consuming, but yet it's our passion. We love that. So it's hard to find that balance. And I, and you know, what's interesting, you bring up a good point, Sarah, is that we can even stack onto that a lot of self-judgment and shame. Oh, God, yes. Because we, we're so passionate about it. It right. was my dream. It right. was my pursuit. I made it happen. I became an orthodontist. And 
I was being so drained every day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I'd go home and feel so drained by my yep. children and my family. Yes. And when I was with my kids, I felt guilty about my work. When yep. I was with work, I felt mm-hmm. guilty about not being with my kids. Yep. And there was no space for me. Nope. And I lived like that for a long, 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 long time. And I kept asking myself, why am I not happy? And you know, it's another another opportunity for guilt and shame that I think many of us experience in the dental field is I have everything I wanted. Right. I created so much abundance in my life. Here I was, almighty orthodontist, leader, <laughs> right. business owner. I right. had a beautiful family. I had right. the fancy house, the fancy everything. And I was miserable. Right. And you kept probably asking yourself, why? Right. Why? I, like, what? what is it? I have everything, but why am I so unhappy? Right. And I would I look understand. around the world at people who had much less than I did. Right. So much less opportunity. And I was like, why can't I find happiness if I have so much, so many opportunities, so many of my dreams have come true? Mm-hmm. And I still was so bereft of happiness. And, you know, it was interesting, right around the lockdown mm-hmm. during COVID, when I saw a lot of my colleagues kind of swimming in the same fear and anxiety, it was almost like they got pushed over the edge a little bit. Oh, it yeah. was like a microscope on that anxiety in our profession. Yes. Yep. And I thought, there's got to be a different way. There's got to mm-hmm. be a different way. Where so we was could that a reach for happiness? Was that a tur- was that your turning point? Do you feel or was it- no? I'll tell you, my turning point was about ten years earlier. My oh, turning wow. point was in two thousand and oh my gosh, maybe it was longer than two years, t- ten years earlier. My, my two thousand and ten. Okay, two thousand. So yeah, ten years earlier, I had a beautiful dental practice. I had this mm-hmm. beautiful family. Mm-hmm. I was stressed to the max. Mm. And every day I was mm-hmm. just wishing for the weekend either. Yes. Either I was just wishing the week away to wish for the weekend. And then on mm-hmm. Sundays, I started getting those Sunday scaries, fear for Monday morning. And I realized right. I'm only living a one and a half days a week. And everything else wow. was me just wishing the days away. And in fact, because I was so amped up from the anxiety and the stress during the day, Mm-hmm. I was escaping at night and I was the yeah. greatest escape artist. I think it's one of those things that we don't talk about enough in our profession. And we often find support with one another in those moments. Like it feels good when you're exercising. It feels yes. good to have a team. It feels yes. good to be finding support from one another and commiserating. It feels good yes. to have a margarita with your girlfriends at night. Right. You know, we find those moments of support and connection, right. but they don't fill that ever-present void. No, it's temporary. It's that temporary fix. And we all know that temporary gratification doesn't last. And we always just strive for more and more and more. What I love about listening to your podcasts and your presentations that you do is that you you present the truth. Mm. You are honest. You are real. Where a lot of people are afraid to talk about, well, this is how I coped. This is how I dealt with things. This is what I used to do. Um, this is how I was self-destructive. 
you know, and, and I think definitely in our field, in the dental field, we do have a lot of pressure on us, especially someone in your case who owns a practice, which I'm sure is even more stressful. Um, but it that's the thing is I love your honesty in your approach because you're actually helping other people in the field as well come out of that space as well. And that is so important. You are doing such a great service for people and it's just amazing. But you tell your truth. Well, I appreciate your, thank you. Thank you so much for that. I will tell you it's selfish work and I'll tell you why. Okay. Because what I learned is that when we expose our shame, Mm -hmm. Shame can't survive. Brene Brown talks about this concept. When In the light. We, yeah. When right. we take what we, our shame, when we bury our shame, when we yes. hide our shame, then it thrives. It's like that monster under the bed. It gets bigger sure. and bigger and bigger. Yeah. Yeah. But if we take a look under the bed mm -hmm. and see it and speak it and right. share it, Right. It takes a little bit of the sting out of it. And then we start having something called common humanity, which is, wait a minute, I feel that way too. Sure. And I feel that way too. Right. And we start to get an idea of I'm not so alone. So thank you for, for saying that. But I'll tell you, it is selfish work because it helps me feel better. It mm -hmm. helps me feel seen. Mm -hmm. And if we can encourage one another to do this more often and right. to be able to bear our shame, then we can start to look at it and see it for what it is, which is always a lie. I'm in the process right now of writing a book. Um, and it's about my journey. And congratulations, my first of all. That's amazing. Thank you. Thank That's you. It is. It's a slow process, but I'm sharing my story. And I feel, you know, what you're what you're describing is something similar to what I'm writing is when you share your truth mm -hmm. or you share your story with others, it creates a sense of vulnerability mm -hmm. between the speaker and the listener where you feel as if you can kind of be more honest and truthful and transparent and have more of an intimate connection. And that creates such a different type of language when you're communicating. And I think that's very healing. So yes, in regards to what you're saying, like it is selfish work, but it's not because by reaching others, you are inadvertently healing yourself as well. Absolutely. And here's the thing about selfishness is we have to take care and responsibility for ourselves yes. so that we can do that for others. And it's this, hard. Mm -hmm. It is. It's so hard, <laughs> it's but it's so hard, but it's so important. But we misinterpreted it sometimes. Yes. We think that self-care is only the massage and the facial and the buying a new pair of shoes, buying a right. new pair of shoes or the right. bubble bath. And those are all aspects of it 100 percent sure, sure. a self-acceptance yes. that's at the core of it yes a self being seen by yourself first yes. Yes. before you can share your truth with somebody else and it's hard you're a mother i'm a mother and i understand that because i feel when we feel as if we're doing things for ourselves mm -hmm. we as mothers especially, you know, I'm going to speak just to moms right now. We do feel as if when we take time away from our children or say that we're going to do something for ourselves, we do in a, in a way feel selfish. And I have to tell you, my boys are older. They're 21 and 23 now. And um, I have to say, I'm at this point now where I don't see it as selfish anymore. Mm. And I feel it more is it's self-care. 
it's fascinating how as moms, we tend to insert ourselves into our children's experience or in terms <laughs> in their journey. Yes. I am so guilty of this myself. Of I have I have teenagers at the moment and I just want to solve and heal and help and support. You know, here I am. Build them. Oh, yes. God. You know, I especially know. especially as a coach, you know, I think I can coach all these incredible women. I need to be able to coach my kids and really it's the exact opposite. We need to give them space yes. for yes. them to be on their own journey. You know, and it's interesting that you say that. Um, my oldest son and my younger son decided to travel around the country this past winter together. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, this was interesting. So leading into this, and they both said, Mom, my oldest son bought a van. He turned it into a tiny house. This is so funny. And they traveled all over together for five months. And it was difficult for me because it's that letting go, right? Mm -hmm. You know, kind of letting go and, and me not wanting to micromanage them or share my location. Where are they every second of every day? But I created such a great space for them to allow them to adventure out and to find their own path. And I think there's something freeing about that, especially from a mother's standpoint, because as we learn to let go a bit from them, we're actually healing ourselves at the same time too. And it's tough, yes. but it's so necessary for all of us because at some point that does need to happen. And it's not the love doesn't change. It's just the fact that you're saying, okay, go be you. Yeah. Go, do, go do what you need to do. Go on your journey. It's so difficult, but what you just did was this beautiful exercise of pulling yourself up to the 50,000 foot vantage and yes. being able to see it from a new perspective. Sometimes yes. we're so entrenched in it yep. that we forget to look outside of it and see the sure. bigger picture. You know, right. that moment in time feels so huge <laughs> in love it, you know, but this right. is going to happen and this is going to happen and this is what it means. Right. And we and what you did was such a great superpower of being able to pull yourself out of it and just see it in the broader perspective, not just right. in terms of relationships, but mm -hmm. in terms of timeline. This is just a moment in time. It's a moment in time. But again, it's that, okay, this is their chapter in their life to grow mm -hmm. into find, figure out life for themselves. And I think it's beautiful, mm -hmm. but it's difficult because there is a part of me that's slightly mourning the loss of them needing me all the time mm. or me being able to always know where they are and what they're doing. And it's also a chance for me to step back and say, okay, Sarah, you know, what do you need to do for you even more now? You know, while they're on their journey, you know, keep going on yours. As you had said too, I mean, you were saying that you started this journey for yourself, you know, 10 years. And we all know that this is a lifelong process. It's not something that happens overnight. And it's something that we continuously strive for and work towards. It's daily work. Yes. Okay. So you agree too. This is not a light switch. No. <laughs> it's and, daily work. And you know, it's funny because I, I speak with a lot of women who've been doing a lot of personal development work and have been mm -hmm. doing the work for yes. decades. Yep. And there's even a little bit of self-judgment that I find in that where they where I hear women say, Oh my gosh, I knew this. I worked yeah. through this 10 years ago, you know, or right. this this new what we find is they're layers. Yes. You know, that we keep uncovering. Yep. And I think that's a part of our divine journey is to keep understanding ourselves at deeper and deeper levels. Right. And 
those relationships in our lives, those coworkers, mm -hmm. those patients, those children mm -hmm. or, you know, significant others, those relationships are the most beautiful mirrors for us so that yes. we can understand ourselves more and more. Right. It's easy to get pulled back into that, especially when you are an empath, as you know, you were saying, and you want to help everybody and we want to make everybody's, you know, better, especially if they're struggling. And we know that that draws energy from ourselves. So when I catch myself getting run down or overwhelmed, I say to myself, okay, Sarah, radical self-care time. And I say that to myself, like radical, mm -hmm. what am I going to do for myself to help me get through this? And I force myself to really just do everything that's going to take care of me to help pull me through those changes so that I can come out of that and be at my best self for everybody else. So what I like to do is I tend to pull back and I tend to get a bit introverted and I just kind of shut down and distance myself from people for a bit. And I just need to be in nature, whether that's hiking, right, running in the woods or going for a walk on the beach or meditating, um, just really just kind of sitting in it for a little bit, deep breathing. That really seems to help me. Um, and just I kind of nourish my soul. That's what I say. When when I'm out in nature, I call it food food for my soul. It's how I reconnect with myself. It's what Beautiful. works. How about you? It's so powerful. I think nature is one that so many of us reach for. And it's interesting when you break it down from a scientific perspective, you see how attentive you're being when you're hiking, walking, running, yes. climbing in nature, because right. you're doing several things at once. Mm -hmm. Number one, you're breathing. Yes. You know, when we see a vista, when we see a beautiful perspective, when we mm -hmm. see a beach or an ocean or a mountain, we're on a mountaintop or a prairie, we take these deep breaths. And what we're doing is we're immediately stimulating our parasympathetic nervous system. Yes. So from the dental world and the, the mothering world of being stressed out and overwhelmed and anxiety, we're so in the sympathetic nervous system all day <laughs> long. Right. And when we can step into nature, we give ourselves permission to breathe. So yep. there's like that physical, physical contribution of self-care. Right. There's a parasympathetic nervous system that we're stimulating. Mm -hmm. There's that connection to that spiritual oneness with yes. everything and everything around us. Right. And then there's the emotional freedom because when we have so many stimuli coming at us from social media or other people's perspective. You know, you said I shut down mm -hmm. and what you're really doing is shutting out. Exactly. Turning, turning off all. Turning it off. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I turn it off. One of the greatest realizations I had in my life is mm -hmm. that we are not our thoughts. Yes. And we are the awareness of our thoughts. And that is such a big superpower. Sure. Because when you can catch yourself in that moment of self-judgment that you were just alluding to and mm -hmm. just recognize it for what it is and almost take it out of yourself and see it as separate from you. Sure. Isn't that interesting? I just had that thought again that right. I should be. Yes. A, good, a good friend of mine, Tracy Litt, says, stop shooting on yourself. I should be <laughs> over this. I should be sure. happy. I should yes. be calm. I should right. be you know, any number of things. It's that judgment language. Sure. Doesn't matter where you are or where the thoughts that you're having, 
you find a way to accept yourself where you are. Whichever thought comes up, mm-hmm. however you're feeling in the moment, wherever you're at, I'm okay. And it's, yeah. it is, and I believe that so many of us strive for happiness, thinking that happiness is the state of sitting on a cloud yep. and being happy all the time. Yep. And t- it's not. It's not. And it's- I've learned that. How can I just fly above this for a moment and see myself as mm-hmm. in the process of growth, in the process of self-acceptance? Right. And, and, you know, it's interesting that you say that because a lot of times I've, I've taken up um, meditating the last few years and I absolutely adore it. Hey guys, quick break here from my interview with Dr. McCarthy. I hope you all are enjoying today's episode. And since our topic in today's discussion is a bit off the beaten path, I wanted to briefly talk about how stress, anxiety, and worry can significantly impact your oral health. Dr. McCarthy and I talk a lot about shame, regret, and anxiety throughout this podcast and try to give some tips and tools to aid in reducing those things in our day-to-day lives. But the question here is, how can anxiety, fear, and worry affect our oral health too? Well, guess what, guys? It can. You see, external stressors and worry can affect the immune system in several ways and reduce its normal healthy function. If you're consistently under stress, run down, and overworked, our energy is reduced, and it affects our sleep patterns, increases our risk for chronic low-grade inflammation in the body, and yes, that does include your oral cavity. The presence of chronic stress and low-grade inflammation may alter the healthy microbiota in the mouth, resulting in dysbiosis, where the good bacteria in the mouth is altered by foreign bacteria in the mouth, increasing the risk for oral infections such as gingivitis, periodontal disease, as well as candida infections. Stress and anxiety may also mean the need for anti-anxiety medications. The number one side effect of anti-anxiety medications is dry mouth, or we like to call it in the dental world, medical world, xerostomia. Without healthy salivary flow in the mouth and salivary dysfunction may increase the risk for oral health diseases. Saliva is the first line of defense against the foreign microorganisms that enter the oral cavity. Dry mouth from chronic stress and low-grade inflammation, in addition to medication usage, will put you at a greater risk for not only oral health diseases, but if the foreign bacteria is not properly removed from the oral cavity by proper brushing, flossing, water picking, then you are at a greater risk for opportunistic infections in the oral cavity. If the inflammation becomes chronic in the mouth, foreign bacteria have a greater chance of migrating systemically throughout the bloodstream and tissue migration. In order to reduce these risk factors, please prioritize your mental health as well as dental hygiene habits and make it an integral part of your everyday health habits. Remember guys, healthy mouths will reduce your risk for secondary systemic inflammation and disease. Our bodies and our mouths are one. 
Now let's get back to the interview with my lovely dear friend, Dr. Taryn McCarthy. When I mentioned in the pandemic, I was noticing how difficult this was for so many of our colleagues and the self-judgment piece. And that's when I started my podcast, the Business of Happiness podcast. And in the Business of Happiness, it started with me interviewing very successful, very happy, truly fulfilled individuals and finding Mm -hmm. out what is that magic sauce? Like, how are you finding inner fulfillment and still pursuing your dreams, right? Right. And the one key thread amongst Mm -hmm. all those people that I've interviewed, hundreds and hundreds of people, has been some form of a meditative practice. Yeah. Without a doubt. Yeah. Anybody who you speak to who has found that self-acceptance or Mm -hmm. is working towards it, it's a journey. We don't all find nirvana and live there, but who has found a way to tap into it and also to pursue their dreams Mm -hmm. speaks of a daily practice of meditation. Yes. And and that meditation looks different for everybody, but it right. is the superpower of doing what you had mentioned earlier, which is drowning out the noise. It's drowning learning noise. how mm-hmm. to be quiet and with yourself and to ask yourself those questions and to be present enough right. to hear the answers. And it's drowning out your inner noise. Absolutely. I mean, we know that. I mean, it's tough enough to drown out the outside world, but I do believe it's even harder to drown out our own inner thoughts. Yeah, and it is. It is. And have compassion for that too, because we've been practicing it for decades. We've been practicing believing and trusting our thoughts. Right. And we think our thoughts are premonitions or or even truisms. Right. And almost always, Mm -hmm. they're just a story. It's just a story. And it's a story that we tell ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. We're, you know, and, and the story that we tell ourselves is truly how we see the our, the world. It's truly how we see ourselves, how we see others. And, you know, that in and of itself can be hard to wrap around. Yeah. You know, it's hard to understand. But I do believe that the more that you do take time for yourself and really just kind of go inward a little bit. It's amazing how that will open up your mind, open up your consciousness to actually see the world differently. And when you choose to do that, life looks differently. And I think that there can also be enormous compassion for that because everything yes. you just said is difficult to do. It is. You know, it's it's not as simple. And, and I think people get frustrated with the meditative journey even because sometimes you have those beautiful meditations that you were talking about where you literally brought tears to your eyes. And sometimes even if you've been practicing for 10 years, you'll sit in a meditation and just not get there and not connect. You're like, what am I cooking for dinner? Wait, I have laundry to do. (laughs) Yep. Wait, I got a meeting tomorrow. But it's so easy to do. But, you know, I think that's almost where we feel like we have to kind of dig in our heels a little bit more and say, okay, this means I really kind of need to sit in it a little more Mm -hmm. because my mind is just so wound up. Like, give it a few more minutes and see if Mm. you can, you know, breathe breathe Mm -hmm. through it. And I do believe that there's all different forms of meditation. Um, But I definitely, for me, I feel as if nature is a form, being out in nature to me is a form of meditation. Yeah. How did you start meditating? What was your first intro to meditation? 
So it's interesting that you say that. So during the pandemic, I had a lot of time off, obviously being in the dental hygiene field, you know, our, in New York, we were shut down for three, almost four months. Mm. Um, so I had a lot of time to myself. I had a lot of time to think. So I um, started reading a lot of books on, you know, spiritual enlightenment and your journey. And I started reading about, you know, how to meditate. And I found this great little online um, practice that I was doing. And then I said, okay, why don't you try without an outside source? Let's see if you can just kind of sit in it <laughs> on your own. And I remember I had this meditative practice and I didn't have earbuds and I didn't have any other music. And I had the most emotional experience, mm. spiritual experience. And I said, to myself, this is the most powerful emotional feeling I have ever had. I want more of this. That's beautiful, by the way. Thank you. That's beautiful. I love Thank that. You. I Thanks. love that. Um, I, I actually started my meditation journey running because I was interested really? in asking you. I didn't realize I was doing it right. until I started. So I just love to run. And then I started... Um, putting expectations on my running and I started training mm. for races and I started putting, I got faster. And so I got sure. a little, that felt good. So I put more expectations and I lost that meditative aspect of it. I lost the, what I the love at the time. Yeah. Lost the love of it. And then when I gave myself permission to go back to letting go of time and expectations of distance and all the rest of it, I realized, Oh, I'm actually quiet with my own thoughts. Yes. And then I actually started deeper meditation uh, about 11 years ago when I took a hypnobirthing course. Um, oh, my gosh. Wow. My, my youngest. Yeah. Wow. And so I learned some more of the meditation techniques and, and wow. was introduced to it that way. Wow. Um, but it has been my one non-negotiable right. in my life for the last 10 years. I mean, sure. I will skip working out if I have to, but I will not skip uh, meditation. And sometimes, you know, if I'm even feeling so unwell, if my body is not well, I'll lie in my bed, you know, yeah. I'll even lie in my bed, but, but consciously and with intention sure. meditate because it is the days that I've missed, I've noticed my reactivity is Absolutely. so, so more, much more easily triggered. I feel not off. I feel off. I'm so not as present with my patients. Yes. I'm not as present with my children. Right. It, not as present with my husband. Sure. You know, I think it's been one of the greatest gifts of my life is been able to give myself permission for that meditation, meditative practice. Yeah. But with the running, I agree with you as that as well, too. I do tend to run with earbuds in and kind of listen to music. And I know at times I'm just like, well, do you really need to do this? Why don't you just listen to the birds? Because you're running through the woods and, you know, and I'll shut it off. And I'm like, oh, this is what I'm missing, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know. But I think it's great because I know how you feel when you run because that's usually when you're working through something. Yeah. You know, you can kind of work yourself through it. And I think it's great. Absolutely. And there's all those aspects, again, of the deep breathing and moving yes. your body and drowning out the noise and being in nature. And yes. for me, the spiritual alignment, you know, running is when I get my downloads. That's when I get my greater introspection. Um, right. So I think there's that aspect of nature as well. That's why I love to run outside. Absolutely. Hmm. Do, you, do you probably don't mind running in the cold? 
No, I love it. Me neither. And I don't mind running in the rain or the wind. Each, each, yeah, each aspect has a new challenge and a new, new insight and new learning, but only if we allow ourselves to see it that way. You know, I can get very negative if I want to. But once again, our thoughts, when we have an awareness of our thoughts, we get to choose a new thought. Right. And I don't think that we realize the power that we have over our own lives just by retraining our mind. Absolutely. Making better positive choices, taking that, well, it's supposed to rain today and, you know, oh, I'm going to be doom and gloom or no, wait, today's going to be a great day for me to clean the house. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's just um, the language we speak to ourselves. Each of us has that power within ourselves. And I think we, we forget or we haven't learned how to teach this to our youth and to ourselves to remind us of the own our own power within ourselves we don't need to find it outside of ourselves no it's right there it is right there and i think that's the hardest thing because we so desperately say oh this void needs to be filled oh it's got to be out here we Uh and we but that's how we were raised right and now you realize well that didn't work that's not (laughs) that's not working. And you realize really the only thing, and I think like you had asked me about meditation, I have found for me, meditation has been the one thing where I've actually been able that I can say is heal a lot of emotional wounds. Absolutely. It's because it's being seen by yourself. You know, we all want to be seen, but it's that being seen by yourself and then being able to, you've alluded to it several times as we've been chatting, self-soothe. Yes. Give give yourself that love and compassion and forgiveness. And nothing outside of us will do that for us. So we have to work on ourselves. And I love that you do the coaching. So tell me a little bit about your coaching. Yes. So- when I started the podcast, I had some women reaching out to me and asking me questions. And I just started having this conversation with them one-on-one and Mm -hmm. realizing we all need this permission to see ourselves and love ourselves and honor ourselves. And also that common humanity of self-judgment that we've all been doing. You know, we we think we're, we're alone, but we're not. We've all been doing this and we all suffer from it. And really the permission to take care and love yourself first and all these skills. So yes, I developed this um, one-on-one coaching program, but also group coaching. I'm so excited about my group coaching programs because Mm -hmm. that common humanity and seeing one another go through these journeys. Sure. That's one of the things I'm so excited for you with this podcast is even just sharing these stories on the airwaves is that welcome to common humanity where we can see ourselves in others and see that we're not alone and maybe learn from one another. You know, maybe even in this conversation, someone sees they're running differently or someone sees their children differently or someone sees their work differently. Sure. Um, So that to me is such a great gift is to be able to share that. And with everybody who I work with in my coaching programs, I learn. It's, sure. it's it's still selfish work. It's amazing. I get so much out of it myself because you I'm learn more learning. and more about yourself. Absolutely. And about each other. 
And sometimes that's the beauty of coaching is that you just need an outside perspective to give you that permission. You know, sometimes we're so deep in it, it's hard to see that. And it's so great to have a Mm -hmm. coach to guide you in that direction, not to have all the answers, but just to help you see what you have not been able to see for yourself. I love this. Mm. I absolutely love all the work that you're doing. I think it is phenomenal. And like I said, I look at you as I look at you as a rock star. You are a rock star when it comes to this. Are you? Because <laughs> I, I feel like I'm just starting to get my feet wet with this. And I look at you and I'm like, wow, she is so successful. She's a rock star. And I know that takes work. And I know it's a journey. But you are a huge mentor. Oh, you're doing amazing. What are you talking about? You're doing amazing. I just started. (laughs) I'm like, I just started. But I know it's a process. And, you know, I have to keep telling myself I'm enjoying this process. Amazing. Yeah. And and accept, you know, where I'm at. I'm going to ask you one more question before we go. Please do. Okay. You ready? (laughs) What does happiness mean to you? Oh, I love this question. (laughs) (laughs) You just have to ask. Such a good question. Happiness is complete acceptance for where I am right now Mm -hmm. and so much excitement for more. The eagerness for more life, more Mm -hmm. experience, more connection. Yes. If everything were to stop right now, if I'm just so happy right now in this space. Mm-hmm. That to me, if I didn't get one more thing, if I didn't have one more interaction, one more lesson, would I? am I fulfilled right now? Mm-hmm. And can I have the permission for even more? Because wow. I think we sometimes judge ourselves on wanting more. I want more. I want to see more mountaintops. I want to sure. see more beaches. I sure. want to. And Sometimes we judge ourselves for that too. It's not that I have to have it. I'm just so excited for it. You know, just being so completely grateful for where I am. And that's what I was just going to say. I could see that just listening to you and watching you even just express those things. You can see that you are just grateful for where you're at, no matter where you're at or whatever moment you're in. Mm. I'm good. So good. And I'm so excited to do more. You know, I think that zeal for life. Yes. That excitement for life. We sometimes think it's wanting things to validate us, but there's a passion in life too that we don't need to lose to find happiness. We don't have to just stay where we are. Growth is such an important part of our human journey. Growth and learning and experiencing more. Right. But but the gratitude is another practice. And I and I know Sarah, you agree with me on this is the gratitude for where I am and for mm-hmm. what I have mm-hmm. is valuing the abundance in my yes. world. We all have it in us, but we need more people like you and like myself to say yeah. you can do this too. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yes. Exactly. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's a choice. It's a choice. But anyways, this was wonderful. You are such a beautiful soul. I would love to do this again with you at some point. Um, And we definitely need to stay connected because 
I may need you at times to be like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? <laughs> always, always, always here for you. And you are doing amazing things. I, you know, I'd welcome any of your listeners to check out the Business of Happiness podcast. And since we were talking about meditation, I know mm -hmm. sometimes there's some trepidation on starting that and many people sure. don't know where or how. Sure. I would love to gift any of your listeners, if somebody's looking for some some way to just dip their toe into meditation. I've mm -hmm. created a very short, comfortable, easy meditation for dental professionals. Wow. And if anybody is interested, just email me at okay. Taryn at the biz of happiness.com. So okay. T A R R Y N at the biz B I Z of happiness.com. And it's totally free yours, no strings. Oh. Um, just to try out, to see what meditation is and how sure. you can start kind of welcoming that new practice into your life. I love that. And I love that you do that. And I'm going to check that out myself cool. too. <laughs> I would love that. But anyways, this was wonderful. Thank you so much for taking the time and we will definitely do this again soon. Fabulous. Thank you so much, Sarah. All right. You take care. Okay. 